we move outside our comfort zone and seek new experiences to grow. We find adventure in the epic and the everyday. We travel to broaden our horizons and engage with nature. We are most at home in remote landscapes and faraway places, but never far from our community of passionate dreamers and wanderers. We are Chaconians. Join the Chacosphere at Chacos.com. Where will your Chacos go? This is The Shorts, and you're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries, a duct tape and beer production, with additional support from New Belgium Brewing, Kuat Racks, and Patagonia. We were far above Timberline. It was well past noon. Morning clouds had turned dark and started producing scattered thundershowers. The mountain towering above us to the west blocked any preview of incoming storms. Our trail offered no escape path, and the late summer alpine terrain offered no shelter. We were exposed. Death by lightning strike statistics kept swirling through my head. Our only hope of shelter was to continue hauling our full packs up the 12,700-foot pass in front of us and get below tree line on the other side, fast. My acute understanding of our precarious situation was causing me to push my 13-year-old daughter to the very limits of her physical ability. In the previous two hours, she had said fewer than ten words, but the expression on her face spoke volumes. She was deeply questioning her physical and emotional stamina and my judgment. For the past four days, the two of us had lived a nearly idyllic life together, buried deep in the Uncompagri wilderness area in southwestern Colorado. We caught wild cutthroats on dry flies. We encountered a large bear at the just right but not too close distance of 30 yards as he turned and loped away from us. We spent all one morning hiking high up on a ridge just to touch the last remaining snow of the previous season. We ate when we were hungry. We slept when we were tired, lounged in hammocks. We were on her trip. We had been planning this trip for two and a half years. That was when Riley had watched as her older sister Mallory turned 13, and the two of us spent an amazing week camping and backpacking through the Guadalupe Mountains National Park. We still laugh and tell stories from that week. We perfected camping in the back of my truck and eating ramen noodles with sticks. We watched the sunrise together from the top of Guadalupe Peak. We did hard stuff. We learned about each other, and we did it together. Now it was Riley's turn. The true genesis of our trip goes back even farther. Thirty-one years farther, in fact. That was the summer my dad and I took our bike trip. I was 13, and he was 40. We planned on riding our bicycles 486 miles from Traverse City, Michigan, to our home in Lafayette, Indiana, following the coastline of Lake Michigan. Mom dropped us off with our bikes and gear, and then promptly drove home with my sister and grandpa. We had a finite amount of time to complete our journey, as Dad had only taken one week of vacation. We had no family or friends along the way. It was just the two of us, come what may. 
plenty of room for adventure. What started as just a fun bike trip, however, wound up being so much more. We did fun stuff. We swam in Lake Michigan laughing because the water was so cold it hurt. We ate an entire watermelon for lunch one day just because it tasted so good. We went downhill as fast as we could on loaded bikes. And we did hard stuff. We learned not to trust a hill you can't see the top of. And we stared dejectedly at each other after realizing we pedaled several miles down the wrong road. We had days that left us nearly too exhausted to cook dinner. But over those six days, something happened that neither of us anticipated. We surprised each other. Dad had to confess that I was more of a man than he thought as I patiently waited for him at the top of many hills. And I was amazed to realize how much fun my dad was as the simplicity of our journey gradually replaced the worries that furrow the brows of adults. In our family lore, it's simply known as the trip, and it remains fundamental to the relationship he and I share. This was Riley's trip. After several variations, our final itinerary was backpacking, fly fishing, and mountain climbing in southwestern Colorado. A close friend dropped us off at the trailhead, and our return plan was to hike through the mountains, hitchhike over the roads, and meet my sister at our designated rendezvous point on a Jeep Road Pass six days later. In the meantime, there would be no cell service, no plan B, and very few people. Plenty of room for adventure. But at this moment, as we were struggling our packs over the pass, I began to question if maybe it was a bit too much adventure. This was hard and dangerous. In trying to figure out how I had missed the difficulty rating of this hike, I started recalling the other times I had carried a full pack over 12,000 feet. Wait, what other times? Was this my first time to do this too? What was I thinking? Thankfully, the weather held for us, and we even dropped our packs for a few minutes on top. We started to regain some lost strength and resolve on the downhill side. Before us, however, was another 12,000-foot pass. Question judgment here. There was brief, brave talk from Riley about trying the pass before we made camp, even though it was late in the day. So cinching up our hip belts, we showed our heels to some very inviting campsites and started the climb. But after a particularly demoralizing stretch of trail, we decided maybe it would be best to camp before we got above Timberline. So with one pass and nine miles behind us, exhausted and hungry, we decided just to set up a bivouac, cook some ramen, and call it a day. As we boiled water and reflected on our day, Riley turned to me and said, You know, Daddy, I did things today I didn't think I could do. She was already beginning to see herself as a strong, capable young woman, no longer a little girl. And so was I. Our first steps in the morning were uphill for a full mile and nearly a thousand vertical feet. More hard hiking. I was worried how she would handle it after our trial the day before. My worry evaporated with the morning dew. 
She gladly took the lead, with a spring in her step, and had plenty to talk about while we hiked. She was even chatty at first. I know this is going to be hard, Daddy, but I know I can do it. Overnight, I had watched my little girl grow up. We topped this pass in fine style under bluebird skies. A couple more miles, and we were at a popular trailhead parking lot. With 30 Jeep Road miles to go, it was time to find a ride. I was hoping a teenage girl with a backpack would make a middle-aged man who hadn't showered or shaved in over a week look less threatening. Thankfully, this proved true, and the first person we saw was more than happy to give us a ride. We were only an hour late when my sister found us. As Riley laughed, took selfies with her cousin, and told stories about wild fish, wild bears, spam, and high mountain passes, I realized it had happened again. The kinship of shared hardships and unforgettable experiences had woven an enduring union between us, and it had become threads in her own emerging story. We would be marked forever by our six days together in the wilderness. It was so much more than just a camping trip. My name is Otto Gallagher, and this is my short. Big thanks to Otto for sharing his story. What a cool family tradition. Music today by Night's Bright's Colors, Amy Stolzenbach and Bradley Carter. The Night's Bright Colors song was provided by Mevio's Music Alley. Amy Stolzenbach and Bradley Carter are good friends of the Diaries. You can find the links to all the artists on our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. Speaking of which, support for the Diaries comes from you. And thanks to your help, to all the people that have given and donated, we have built a new website. We are so close to launching it. It's going to be beautiful. And most of all, it will make it easier to find old episodes, which I know has been a problem with our existing website. So thank you so much for making this happen. It's been a community effort. If you want to donate, go to our current website and click the pledge button in the upper right-hand corner. We turn this money and we invest it right back into the diaries. So thank you so much. Support for the shorts comes from Chaco, where it is tis the season to give Chaco. Now through December 26th, visit chacos.com and nominate a friend or family to win a free set of Chacos. Or follow them on Twitter at ChacosUSA. As always, support for the diaries comes from the good people at Patagonia, now offering products with 100% traceable down. Do you know where your down comes from? Find out at patagonia.com. Additional support comes from Kuat Racks, the little bike company who believed they could make a better bike rack with you, their fellow rider, in mind. And from New Belgium, who encourages you to follow your folly. This episode of the Shorts was produced by Becca Call and Jen Altschul. I'm Fitz Cahal, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>